We're touching on a little bit of the old with Pokemon and Call of Duty, but we're also going to talk about some new with Phil Spencer's thoughts on the Steam Deck and whatever the hell Abandon is. Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to another episode of the Nitpixels podcast, hosted and brought to you by the crew over at Making Fun. I am your delirious host, Raven Stadmiller. Um, alongside me is somebody who's probably a little bit more sane than me today. Uh, he has a plan, and he's very t- excited to talk about things. Casey. Casey Johnson. Raven, I made a decision. I'd like to make this announcement right now on behalf of the entire uh, Making Fun team, which is myself and you. Um, Okay. Given the news uh, about OnlyFans today, I have have an announcement to make. I am officially banning any video game talk on this show. Oh, no. Wait. (laughs) Uh, uh... Oh, uh, Wait, hold um, on. Are you saying that's the entire point, and it would be stupid for us to get rid no, of no, that? No, 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 no. We can, we can talk about the weather. Uh, one of us is good at that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for you. I have uh, been known. Oh God, man, that's so stupid. I, I've like, I get it, right? It's like a publicity move because OnlyFans is known as like one of the porn places, but like, they make so much money on it. Just live it. Yeah, I, I'm between that and today, the fact that. Rick Flair is trending on Twitter for eating out a chick on a train. <laughs> Good fucking God. Uh, oy vey. But for the record, and I, I want the record to show this, Rick Flair, absolute G. You're telling me my man is 72 years old and he's still on his knees on a train. My you know- man. I don't know who else would want to do that. Like, I just don't think he cares at that point, you know? He's like, fuck it. Like, uh, I'm just going to have a, have a good time, not a legal one. You know what I mean? <laughs> if that Wait, isn't a bumper sticker, then I don't know what is. Yeah. God. All right, man. Outside of us uh, completely derailing the conversation of this podcast, whenever we get into our weather segment here in the next 20 minutes, uh, how you been? <laughs> you know, I'm good. Nia got back last night. Oh. Uh, so I slept. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> um, other than that, just, you know, been hard at work, been learning some new music, Ooh, and um, been playing some video games. Well, well, I should get into that. What kind of video games have you been playing? So I've got one to mention and one that I, I can't. Um, okay. Because one of them is a uh, a little bit of a spoiler for an upcoming episode of the show. Raven, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I started trying to decide what I was going to do for that, and then I was like, you know what? I'm in this kind of mood. And so I have, have been playing that. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, I've been, in the, I've been in Paris. I've been in Valhalla and the Siege of Paris. Oh, fun. Yeah. Have you have you been uh, enjoying that so far? What are your main uh, I points do on it? Like it, you know, it we're kind of at a point where at this point like it's more Valhalla like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else comes to Ravensthorpe and they're like, "We need your help." And I'm like, "Well, shucks, I'm the guy who helps." 
and then I go to France um, or Francia. Uh, I will say they added one pretty significant gameplay element or one significant mechanic, let's say. Um, that is one of the most annoying things I've ever dealt with in a game until I figured out exactly how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes in the form of a new enemy type. Oh. Um, that enemy type being hordes of unkillable rats. <laughs> what the fuck? That eat you. Rats. We ew. What the fuck? I don't like these rats. I'm, it's uh, the I'm the the mechanic is sort of like a floor is lava situation. Sure. Um, and the only way that you can get rid of them is like if there's a grate or something. If you attack them, they'll retreat into the grate. So you just kind of have to go into that area and spam like R one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but other than that, I'm enjoying it. Good. Um, but honestly, I've kind of been stuck in that other game for the last few days, which, mm-hmm. folks, you'll find out about that in a, mm-hmm. a week or so, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I also have been playing Valhalla, but not that. Mm. I've not been playing the Siege on Paris. I've been catching up on some of the other stuff. I finished up the Order uh, quest line, got that finished up, and that was neat. I uh, got all of the. Uh, I, I went out to Norway and finished up everything in Norway. Mm. So that place is 100% completed. I even found the one secret uh, that I'm not going to spoil because it's fun, but I did go get that. Um, been using that pretty much exclusively ever since I got it because why wouldn't you, you know? Right. I outside of that, I was doing some shiny hunting throughout the week, and then I've been playing through. I've been playing some Pokemon Unite on and off, been enjoying that surprisingly. Uh, it's been been a bit of fun. Hasn't been like the most revolutionary game, but it's fun to just hang out with some friends for a couple hours and just kind of goof around in a game. Right. I mean, sometimes it's it's kind of like we talked about with the uh, the Lego games. Is mm-hmm. that like sometimes it's just about playing with people, exactly. And it's like Pokemon Unite, you can definitely get very serious with. And I know I've said before I'm not into MOBAs, but it really is just like the environment of the people that I'm with, mm-hmm. and also that the games are ten minutes long, and I can't get flamed for being bad at it, except by the people in the call with me. And in which case, I'm not afraid to call them mean words because they've lived that life with me. And now we're friends. <laughs> uh, they but outside of that, I've just been kind of rolling on through it. Um, yeah, so we've just been hanging out. I'm excited to play some more Valhalla, hopefully maybe tonight, maybe over the weekend. Um, haven't gotten a chance to play Persona 5. It's always really hard for me to sit down and play it whenever I know I only have like an hour or two. Yeah. It's a much different feeling than being able to go, okay, cool, I have six hours to myself. Let's do this. And just knock out a portion of it. So it's just that's why I haven't kind of been doing that. Um, I am excited though. Next month they're going to be starting to announce seven or six, or six or seven new entries into the series. So I'm excited to see whatever the hell those look like. Uh, yeah. Ah man. All right. So we are on a nitpixel this week, which means that me, myself, and I get to introduce the topics. It's been a while. 
and I'm very sleepy. So we're going to mm. see if this works out very well. Yeah. Uh, the the first thing I'm going to talk about uh, is uh, a uh, surprise. Uh, 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 what? Huh? Hold, hold on. I, I, will, I will say this. Uh, if you're listening now and you're thinking of not listening to this entire episode, you have to. You, you got to. Um, because at the end, we're going to have story time with Casey. <laughs> and I, I'm going to explain what I think is legitimately, Raven, the most fascinating thing to happen to gaming in years. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. You got to gotta make sure you listen to it all. And then uh, if you are tired of my voice, uh, make sure you yell at us on social media so that way we know who you are. Mm. Um, so the first thing I'm going to talk about here is something I purposely kind of didn't t- t- talk to you about because it's news as of like 20 minutes ago. Um, Skyrim's getting re 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 released again. Two things. Skyrim, Skyrim's tenth anniversary celebration. It's called um. Skyrim Anniversary. It is a version of the game that is remastered. It has, I think, it said five hundred pieces of general like quality of life club creation content which is like their home which is their modding scene like their Mm -hmm. official modding community Mm -hmm. has like 500 pieces of that and it has uh it's coming to next gen be with that and also the most important update of it all you can fish in skyrim because that wasn't a thing you could do before but you can fish now i am flabbergasted that fishing was not a mechanic in skyrim I right. It was one of those things that like <laughs> I saw the, the picture news. and I was Yeah. I saw the picture that's like you could fish and I was like, wait, I couldn't fish before? Because it's something that never occurred to me to like try and fish in Skyrim. I would just swim through the river and grab fish with my bare hands, which now that I think about it is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so Skyrim is getting released and this will be for the twelfth time with this anniversary edition. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It you is... say it's news, it's not. It's not but like, like Skyrim getting re-released is never news anymore. Right. It's just a thing. Um, other thing about this is that people who have the special edition, which everybody who bought the original edition on steam also has a special edition. Uh, anybody who has a special edition gets a free upgrade to the anniversary edition. It's just another graphics update and you can fish basically add some other content here and there overall a pretty cool little upgrade. And if you don't have Skyrim, just buy the anniversary edition when it comes out. Uh, and it's coming out because, you know, this year is its 10-year anniversary. Uh, November 11th of 2021, Skyrim will have been out for 10 years, and it's going to be one of the most iconic games of all time. Yeah. And I can't wait for people to be so mad whenever Elder Scrolls Six comes out because they're going to be furious. <sighs> can't wait to fish. Um, so first up on news that Casey is prepared about, uh, there's a new Call of Duty game coming out. There I, I for one am shocked that a new Call of Duty game is coming out. Are we? Are we? Did we step back in time ten years to talk about what's ha- what's coming out? I, I don't. Uh, no, no. Hey, hey. A new Call of Duty game comes out every year. Huh? A new Call oh, of it's Duty. It's almost game. like there's a. Is there's there also a new version of Skyrim that comes out every year? Well, that. <laughs> Currently, they're averaging more than one, but. <laughs> exactly. Like one point two so, new versions of that. So new version call or new game Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, for, I watched the trailer. Basically, from what I've seen and the little bit that I've done, is that it looks like you are playing through multiple storylines during the World War II era, and it uh, will have a 
zombie mode, which is the coolest part. Um, it's also made by Sledgehammer mm-hmm. uh, this uh, this time around. So, and that's all I got. It. I watched yeah. that three minute uh, like movie trailer, and I was like, "Wow, cool! This is Call of Duty. This is guns. Boom, boom, bang, bang, bow, boom, mm-hmm. bow." Um. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things on this that. The, the one thing that I will say actually about the game itself, because I think most of what we have to talk about here has nothing to do with the game, um, mm. but I will say the one thing cool about the game itself, I like the idea of the story. Sure. Um, which is, like, essentially Hitler dies, and the remaining Nazis are like, oh, God, we need to find our next Hitler. Mm-hmm. That's cool to me. Uh, sure. It's kind of yeah. kind of dope. Past that, I think there are a number of interesting, and this is a word that I'm going to use a lot today, implications mm. um, from what they have said. And so the, the first thing that I will say is that it goes, you got, you kind of got to say, this is an Activision Blizzard game. And the situation is not good right now. Mm-hmm. Now, very not good. We haven't talked about it on the show because all of the facts are out there. If you're paying attention to the point where you're listening to a gaming podcast, you probably know the facts. And it's just an extremely ugly, extremely complicated situation. But. You have to wonder how badly the development of this game has been impacted by that. Mm -hmm. Now, past that, and this is the real discussion I want to get into, it's clear to me from this that Call of Duty remains entrenched in this idea that well you gotta have a campaign yeah and I this is very much like they never said this but they're like okay let's let DICE let's let EA go out there and feel what it's like to not have a campaign because Mm -hmm. and for those of you who are listening who don't know this I work at a used game store Raven, guess how many copies of Black Ops 4 we had at one point? So many. Like 30 or 40. 60. Well over Jeez. 60. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had like 68, 70, somewhere between 68 and 70. But my point is, um, we, and every time it was people who had just bought the game, found out it didn't have a campaign, brought it to us. And... Which- which if. I am gonna I am gonna jump in here really quickly. Um, as a general rule of thumb, if you're planning on buying a game, do a little bit of research just to avoid yourself that sort of struggle down the road. The last thing that you want to do is you know get your nice new game, get home, open it up, and then go, oh wait, I can't actually use this, and like kind of save yourself that frustration. Basically, you know, that is uh, fair. make more informed purchases. Blah 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 blah. Um, but with that being said, I think there also is something to be said about 
Call of Duty having been such a consistent experience over the last decade before that. So much of their audience is people who don't play a ton of games. You know, it's Call of Duty and other stuff and like, Mm -hmm. you know, assorted big releases here and there and sports games. Like that's that's a lot of the people who are the the people who are buying these games. So mm-hmm. to a certain extent, I, because it's a it's like a ritual, right? Every year the new Call of Duty comes out, you pick it up, you play the campaign. That's you know your your gaming experience. So I think, and so far, I've seen at least three or four people within my store, customers within my store, make the decision not to buy Battlefield. Mm-hmm because of the fact that it doesn't have a campaign. Yeah. If there were any feasible way, Raven, that not having a campaign was the best way to go, then Call of Duty would have been like, we see your no campaign and we raise you one no campaign. Like, Mm -hmm. they would have said, okay, cool, we can play that game and we'll beat you at it. But no. Because what they're saying with this is we're not stupid enough to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, it it really is crazy. Just the sheer amount of people who just don't want to play online games, myself exclu- included. You know, even whenever I tried playing Call of Duty because I wanted to be cool, um, I didn't like playing online. And so I tried playing, you know, Modern Warfare 2 exclusively through the campaign which had some cool levels but Mm -hmm. you know it's crazy to me that we're getting to the point where people can where we have games like Fortnite, which are very widely regarded as really you know good in their genre free-to-play games but then on the other side of that spectrum we have you know black ops 4 which sold as like a full price 60 dollars game on launch correct and it's exclusively exclusively an online thing which people do do you know we have MMOs that do the same model, right? You can only play online with other people. We have Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft, but that's kind of a different experience. You're playing mm-hmm. for a, you're paying for a subscription of something that you're going to be doing, whereas you know you're paying sixty dollars to go and play a ten minute game. You yeah, know, and keep playing that over and over, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend sixty dollars on Pokemon Unite, right? So having a campaign in there can kind of justify it, even if it's only you know a twenty minute long campaign or however long it's going to end up being. Like, 20 minutes is obviously very short, but, you know, even if it's, like, 10 hours, some people will pay 60 bucks for 10 hours of Call of Duty, and that's totally fine. Yeah, and, you know, two things on that. Number one, about a minute and a half ago, you said doo-doo. I didn't think we would notice, but we did. Um, Number two, you can't say, because I've had people say this to me before, is that, like, well, you know, Black Ops 4 was a different time in gaming. This is before everything was online only, before, like, the Fall Guys and Among Us is of the world. And I'm like, no. Because you got to keep in mind, this happened right after I started working at my current job. And we got asked, no joke, 10 to 12 times a day if we had any copies of Fortnite at that time. Yeah, Like, this is when Fortnite was the only thing that was happening in pop culture, and it still flopped because people don't want to pay premium prices and not get some sort of a campaign. It didn't work with Black Ops. It certainly didn't work with the first Star Wars Battlefront. Mm -hmm. And 
to me, this says so much about Call of Duty's experience a couple of years ago with that. Yeah. And th- that's my main takeaway from it. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing, too. You said the two main social games that you talked about were Among Us and, and uh, Fall Guys, right? Neither of those are $60 full-price games. You know, if you tried selling somebody online um, Call of Duty for, like, 20 or 30 bucks, people would probably jump on that. You know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. 20 bucks to play just online? Sure. But those are two completely different games, and that's what people need to realize is that online Call of Duty is so vastly different from campaign Call mm-hmm. of Duty that – Selling one without the other and like expecting the uh, the secondary group to be happy is insanity. Yeah, and for especially for in the new era, seventy dollars as opposed to yep. sixty. Exactly. Exactly, and I mean, I, I'm gonna be real. There are games that I've bought just to like like at premium prices to play online. Like I was playing, I've been playing Guilty Gear Strive a bit lately. Here and there, I think it's a really cool game. I paid eighty dollars for the game base game plus all right. the the season pass DLC. Um, I've just been kind of messing around with that whenever I can, and it's been a lot of fun. And it's, I have not touched story mode in that yet. Um, and that's mostly because story mode and fighting games aren't like super amazing. I've been meaning to get around to it. I just don't have time. Right, um, but like but, even yeah. so, fighting games are a completely separate animal, even from this discussion. Exactly, fighting games at their root are social games, right? They're they're social competitive games and have been for the since the dawn of time. You know, the very first Street Fighter game that came out was on an arcade cabinet. Guess what? There were two there were spots for two players to play yeah. because you were supposed to roll up to the arcade store and challenge the head honcho guy to a fight and then kick his butt or lose yeah. horribly. I don't know. And to the same but, token, but, you don't really. I mean, it's something to do to unlock everything, but you don't right. buy Smash being like, oh, God, I can't wait for the story. Well, well to be fair, the World of Light and Substance Emissary were great, but yeah, right. You know, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy Smash exclusively so I can play that on, like, that bit and then Yeah, they're, they're an it. awesome bonus, but they're yeah. not the mover. They're not the mover, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I as somebody who has hundreds of hours in Smash Ultimate and hundreds of hours in Smash 4... They're there to be enjoyed, but not to be the primary enjoyment, you know? I'm sure that, and I'm sure that some people have had that as their primary enjoyment, and that's totally fine. If that's what you like, more power to you. Uh, but for most people, that's just not what they're playing Smash for. Right. And totally the okay. funny thing is, though, even though that's not even close to the primary reason that people buy it, most of the fan base would be at least a little upset if it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, oh, when yeah, it comes you, out we, there and was it's a... bad, mm-hmm. they're mad. Imagine if it wasn't even there. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have to imagine it, right? Smash 4 had no sort of story mode or anything, and everybody was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this is just to play, like, games to fight. And, like, that was fine. Uh, it was just a huge disappointment coming from Smash Brawl. Mm-hmm. It's a Smash Four. There was it, it, Brawl is widely regarded as like a very good. The subspace emissary is very good, and then we went to nothing, and then we went back to the World of Light, which is also regarded as pretty all right. Um, so the next Smash game, whenever or whatever that looks like, you know, if it doesn't have some sort of single player mode, like uh, what is that? How is that going to be taken? And if it does have a single player mode, I mean, it's still going to be critiqued in comparison to, at the very least, Light uh, World of Light, but more than likely to Brawl. So. 
Single player aspects of your games are important. You have to remember that even though we're in the digital age, not everybody has access to the internet. You have to be able to make sure that you everybody can play it however they want to play it. Yep. Add difficulty settings to your games. It's not that hard. All right, moving on. See, I told um, you. I told you. Before we started rolling, Raven was like, I don't think I'll have anything to say on this Call of Duty story. Yeah, all right. I, and I didn't I have anything to say on Call of Duty. I had things to say on the implications of making sure that all aspects of your... Uh, targeted demographic are properly advertised to and properly maintained just, or else just, you're going to flop. Just saying, I know what buttons to hit. Trust me, oh, baby. You're, you sure are hitting some buttons. Um, So, an article over on Eurogamer. So, uh, by Wesley uh, Yinpool. Splitgate to remain an open beta indefinitely after 10 million downloads in under 30 days. So, first, let's talk about Splitgate. Let's. So, so Splitgate, as the game trailer says, so I've actually watched this before you even talked to me about it. A buddy of mine had mentioned it. Like, when are you going to play this? As I, I was on my big Unite hype train, and I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, we're all having fun playing Unite. And then I watched a trailer. I was like, never mind. I'm down tomorrow. Let's play. Um, right. It, it was, yet, it was like when this game um, is... that game came out with, like, the, the dinosaurs or whatever that kind of looked like Halo with... Mm-hmm. What whatever it was during the yeah. the pre show to that Xbox show, and we're like, put it in my veins now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so this is Portal meets Halo, done. And it is fascinating. It is so cool. Um, what you might not believe, since you were like, wow, that's a really cool idea, and ten million downloads is a lot in under thirty days. This game has been in beta since early 2019 and shot out of popularity out of pretty much nowhere. Right. Um, so it kind of shot up in July. End of July. They pushed. It was supposed to launch this month, actually. They pushed it back to July because of a giant spike of people. Um not sure where this came from but it but 1047 which is the developers of it even got like a 10 million dollar investment from human uh, human capital uh which is you know a lot of money for a video game so now they're like wow we're getting attention where our yeah our previous concurrent player base was like 400 people now it's shooting up to 175,000 people in the matter of weeks insane um, it's insanity this is insane just how much it blew up and like i can't i don't know why this shot of unpopularity like it deserves it because the game is a really cool concept but um it, it kind of I, reminds I me of the among us of one year ago exactly like it just happened and you know stories like this always make me feel so warm and fuzzy inside because as, as we'll talk about a little bit later there are some developers out there that are just terrible, but there are also so many out there that are doing things the right way. And it seems like twice or three times a year, the, it's almost like the internet picks them to win the lottery. And mm -hmm. they're just like, here, here's this runaway success. And mm -hmm. I mean, to see a quote, like this has been the most surreal time of my life. It, I'm just so happy for them. Yeah. Because Absolutely. they're doing so well. Absolutely. 
yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the game looks like moving forward. Um, it's just so cool. I even if I don't play it, you know, it's one of those things that like if I see it kind of if I see a video pop on my YouTube, I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'll give this a watch. Yeah. Um, and it definitely is something I'll play for a couple hours with my friends. Yeah, and it, it kind of reminds me of the indie, uh, the NBA draft was a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I was watching pre-draft content, and there was this guy, he was on one of the Pacers podcasts that I listened to um, getting interviewed. His name's Sharif Cooper. He's one of the incoming mm-hmm. rookies. And he was just, like, such a good dude, and he was, he, like just had this positivity about him and I was like, man, I would like for the Pacers to draft him, but even if the Pacers don't draft him, I just wish the best for that guy. And anytime uh-huh. I see him doing things, I'm going to be like, yeah, man, you do your thing. And this is <laughs> going to be one of those games. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to play this at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my kind of thing. I don't really like playing online, but with that being said, when I see this game doing well, I'm like, yeah, man, you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. It is so great. Ah, oh, man. I love people seeing people just succeed. Yeah. Maybe I will one day. Um, <laughs> uh, next up is an article over on IGN by Jared Moore. Uh, Phil Spencer has a Steam Deck and says Xbox games work well on it. Um, the, the IGN article has some kind of like describing features of what some people are doing with the same deck, blah, blah, blah. The important part is the tweet by Phil Spencer. Quote, was at Valve Software this week talking with Scott Eric Gabe about Steam Deck. After having mine most of the week, I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me on the go. Screen size. Controls. All great. Playing Halo and Age feels good. xCloud works well. Congrats, Steam Deck team. So... This is interesting for one main reason, and that main reason is Xbox games on the Steam Deck Hello? through Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Um, the 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 main thing here is that he says X Cloud works well. So my assumption is that he is talking about how X Cloud works well through the Steam Deck, so you can just open up the browser on the Steam Deck and then get to xCloud and play xCloud games pretty much natively. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Casey, you have some other ideas about that. Well, the I, way that you know, I don't what, know for sure, phrased. but I'm a big yeah. believer in the Oxford comma. Uh, sure. I, I'm a big believer in commas in general. There's a difference between let's eat grandma and let's eat grandma. Sure. Um. So, there's... That's, that's what Ric Flair said. Continue. <laughs> Uh, she actually looked pretty young, but uh, oh, damn it! I, I just thought she no, was that was there. that was that was a good one. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, like I said before, I, we were going to bring be bringing up this word again. There's a number of implications here. I'll save sort of the one that he's talking about for last. Number one, this is 100% a confirmation that XCloud can play on the Steam Deck. Um, sure. Steam said, of course, you can download and play other software on our stuff. But it's so important coming from outside sources because, of course, they would say that. Right. Of course, they're going to say everything's going to work perfectly. So that's the first thing that this means to me. Mm -hmm. Number two, Xbox, there there have been rumors for a while or maybe more of a pie in the sky wish that Xbox would work on a handheld. 
Yeah. That is not the case. Yeah. Because if Xbox, it's simple marketing. If Xbox were working on a handheld, they wouldn't be doing this obvious cross-promotion here. Yeah. It wasn't like Phil Spencer just, like, put his name down on the list to be contacted about, yeah. like, no, this this is like, hey, you, you come and tell people, like, what you think of our stuff, and we'll, you know. Which makes a lot of sense, because whether or not Steam is competing with Xbox, Steam is not competing with Microsoft. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, Microsoft, in and of itself, I would say pretty integral to Steam's success. <laughs> yep. So, if they were working on a handheld, he wouldn't be promoting it. Mm-hmm. This also means to me, Halo Infinite has a semi-final build, and it is playable. Yeah. It is coming later this year. It's going mm-hmm. to hit this date. To have it streaming to a device means it's not just running off of a test kit. Mm-hmm. Th- this game is nearing completion just like me when I think about the Steam Deck. Yeah. But there's one more thing here that I just can't get over. I don't know if he was playing through xCloud. Now, now this is this is the assumption that everybody's been making. Mm-hmm. But I'm going I'm gonna read read this again, but with punctuation, alright? Games with me on the go, comma, screen size, comma, controls all great, period. Playing Halo and Age feels good, comma, xCloud works well. That all seems like individual portions of a list. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure that he was playing that through xCloud. I think there's a very Mm -hmm. real possibility here that he had it downloaded. Sure. I, I don't know. I, either way, it's awesome. First, of yeah, all. no, for sure, for sure. Being able to play X, Xbox games and being confirmed that, yeah, at the very minimum, XCloud will work is great. But it's the kind of thing of did does Microsoft just have an Xbox app in development that you can just download individually and install on things? Because right. the Steam Deck environment allows you to install Windows applications, so do they just have that on hand and they're going to release that moving forward? Because the Xbox app, you know, without the people, is just like a... Um, or without the games and the subscription model, it's just a thing, yeah. right? You can't actually use it for anything, so them taking the extra time to just make an executable that you can install on Windows devices doesn't really matter, because at the end of the day you can't do anything with it if it's if you're not paying for it. Yeah. So it's not like you're harming your own competition, right? If anything you're putting your thing on more platforms is good for you. Yeah. Here here's the other thing that leads me to the whole he might not be playing on XCloud thing. Mm. It, and this is just again, this is just basic marketing here, but XCloud is kind of the thing that they're pushing right now. Like mm-hmm. X XCloud is they just, you know, rolled it out to more platforms. They want you to play through xCloud. Uh-huh. If I'm Phil Spencer, and by the way, the marketing team that helped him craft this tweet, 
Yeah. Because if you think Phil was like, hey, I'm going to tweet about this. And then the marketing team was like, sure, say whatever you want. (laughs) That's not true. So if I was Phil and the team that put this together, I would be saying, playing Halo and Age through xCloud feels great. Sure. Because that's just another boom. By the way, xCloud. Boom. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just, there's something about that wording there that could be the world's most important comma. It could be. Who knew that, you know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe we aren't talking about video games on this podcast anymore. We did just talk about 10 minutes about the implication of a comma in a tweet. That's true. That's true. But, uh, but yeah, I'm interested to see. You know, I'm always super excited. Being able to stream games is great. Being able to download them and play them without needing an internet connection and hopefully you're you know, worrying about the stableness of it. Hopefully you don't need that. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I still need to figure out how my finances are going to line up in the coming weeks, you know, with the wedding I'm preparing for and whatnot. So you can still pre-order one and I won't be able to buy it till quarter two of 2022 as it is. But at that point, maybe I'll just wait and see, see where it takes me. Yeah. But you're getting yours mm-hmm. later this I year. Am. I am. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right. Next up, Pokemon Presents happened recently. Oh, it did. It sure did. Um, There was a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, We'll kind of skip through the beginning bits where it was like a Pokemon Unites getting some new characters in Mamoswine and Swine. Oh, my God. Mamoswine and Sylveon uh, are two new playable characters that are coming to the game. Uh, confirmed mobile launch date of September 22nd. So in about a little bit over a month from when we're recording and when it was announced. So that's cool. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is getting a revamp and will be called Pokemon Cafe Remix. You can put cute little costumes, have new people, new ways to play, blah, 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 blah. Um, Pokemon Masters EX is getting Dynamaxing as well as several events that celebrate its two years anniversary. If you're on the fence about playing this game, I would start playing it right now. I mean, I've, I've, I play this game every day just as like a 10 minute, just kind of look at my screen while number go up, make me make serotonin feel good. Um, but if you like gotcha style games, you, if you log in, you get like a bunch of free stuff right now just to pull things and you don't even have to play the game afterwards. You can just pull the thing and go, wow, my serotonin feel good. And then leave as a B. Uh, we're getting some Galar Pokemon in Pokemon go with, uh, I think it's Squovit, Wooloo and, Phalanx are coming as encounters, and then in raids you can get Zacian and Zamanzenta, which are the Sword Doggo and the Shield Doggo, respectively. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pearl got some info uh, announced earlier, or during that Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl remakes of uh, Diamond and Pearl for the DS. Games are fairly faithful to the original. They add some new things like uh, you can customize your character, uh, follow Pokemon on the overworld, which is a huge thing that a lot of players in Pokemon like. They are adding this to that game. Adding that to this game, I should say. Uh, They're adding some returning features are like ball customization. There is uh, contests are returning, but they're more like actually involved as opposed to just sitting there and hoping that your moves do the right thing. Uh, so I'm interested to see how those turn out. And then finally, the Underground is returning. It has all of the features from the previous Undergrounds, but also with 
new areas called dens, which is kind of like wild areas. So you can encounter wild Pokemon, which you couldn't do before. So that'll add a little bit more variety. You can kind of influence when Pokemon show up in various places. So that's really exciting. Uh, the main thing here is that Pokemon Legends Arceus looks so good. Um, I have been a known critic on this game since its original announcement. And so do we have it, confirmation that it is pronounced Arceus? Yes, they pronounced it Arceus three times in the presentation. Okay. So it's been Arceus, 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 Arceus. So it's like, it, it, it is Arceus. That's kind of what everybody is going with. Um, but they showed off a lot more general information on the game today, or on the other day, how it kind of works, how it operates. And man, I got to say, this trailer looked so much better. I am so much more excited for this Oh, game. yeah. Watching this weird bear chase this dude. Yeah, no, the fact that Pokemon can just knock you out is amazing to me. Uh, it's very weird. But yeah, you just, it, it just goes to show that, you know, with a little bit more time, I, I like to imagine that they showed off Legends Arceus when they did originally with the quality that they did because the pandemic, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, I like to imagine they just didn't get as much work done on it because they did show it off in January after we'd been in lockdown for 10 months. So they'd gotten some done, but I imagine that even those first couple of months of getting used to working from home really threw everything in a wrench, a wrench and everything. Um, yeah, the game looks so much better. Uh, they are sh they are putting new Pokemon in the game, which is actually something I wasn't expecting. I like this cool lightning reindeer. Yeah, that is a were-deer. Uh, he's, he's a cute little guy. Uh, he's actually the evolved Pokemon, uh, the evolved version of Stantler, which is a Pokemon that was already in the game. So then this is like an ancient version evolution. Stantler which... sounds like a failed stand-up comedian more so than a Pokemon. Why the long face? Uh -huh. Um Legion oh, is also the evolved form of another uh, Pokemon, uh, Basculin. It's cool to see that one's always kind of gotten shunted, and so is Stantler. So it's nice to see the two of them getting some love in this game. Uh, Basque Legion has one of the coolest like design things. It, it, evol it only evolves by getting haunted by the ghosts of its brethren who died during the uh, journey upstream. Mm. It's really weird and metal. Um, and then we have Hisuian Braviary and Hisuian Growlithe, uh, which Emily is very excited about Hisuian Growlithe because, like, look at him. Just look up a picture of him. He's he so just has cute. some hair in his eyes. He's a little cutie. Uh, but yeah, so they showed off a lot of the stuff. There's going to be like crafting. You're going to be buying things. The entire premise is that you're going to be like sneaking around and stuff. It overall looks a lot cleaner. Um, some gripes I still have. I would like to see better overall animations getting into battle because all that happens is that you throw a ball on the ground and it just kind of happens. There's mm -hmm. not like a camera pan or anything. I would like to see that more well-defined. I would like to see better throwing animations. I would like it to kind of the, the catching to be a lot more like highlighted. Uh, but overall... I know whenever we first talked about this game, I was like, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. I am more optimistic now than I am cautious on it. Oh, that's I do good. think this game looks. I do think this game looks better. It's in a much better position, and I'm excited to see what it feels like to play. So, also, your character can get murdered by some Pokemon, Whoa. and that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just kind of like Breath of the Wild, more and more as we look at it, which has its own perks and it has its own downfalls so interested to see very very interested to see 
Pokemon. All right, Casey. That's all I got on the Pokemon. I'm very excited for it. I know that you are not, but that is okay because we're different kinds of players. There is something that you are excited about. I'm excited to tell you about. about. I I can't really tell. For For those of you... That, that are listening to this who are more informed than Raven. he I just want to warn you. I just wanted to show you where we're about to go with this. He doesn't know anything about the whole abandoned thing. He uh-huh. ran down exactly what he knew to me before we started recording, and he just doesn't know anything. So this is gonna be one of the this is gonna be one of the most fun periods of my life, probably. Okay. So, Raven, our story begins on April 7th. Um, What? Okay. (laughs) All right. Continue. Some would say the story begins in 2015, and we'll get to that. But our story truly begins on April 7th. When the official YouTube channel of PlayStation uploaded a teaser... For what seemed to be some sort of a survival horror game entitled Abandoned. Now, the teaser was a minute and 40 seconds long. And it was just really weird. Like, it was just like shots of environment, like trees blowing in the wind. A silhouette walking. Yeah, you know, spooky stuff, but also, like, it was way too... There was way too much, like, white and light in it for it to be all that spooky. And then there was, like, narration, but the narration was really off. Like, it sounded... like it. Okay, here's the best way that I can put it the narration had a winner is you energy Mm -hmm. to where like it feels like a translation, but not a good one. Like at one point it said like a story that can overcome to us all. Okay. And on that same day, there was a PlayStation blog post by a gentleman named Hassan Karaman. And Hassan mm-hmm. Karaman is the head of the people who are releasing this game, Blue Box Studios. Now, Raven, how much do you know about Blue Box Studios? Nothing. Correct. Because nobody else does either. Yeah. Nobody knows a gosh darn thing about this studio. So what is the first thing that you do when you don't know anything about a studio? I, personally, go to their website. Sure. Which is just, like, bare at this point. Just like, hi, we are Blue Box Studios. We have game, game in development soon. Okay. So, naturally, people started going on the Wayback Machine. Yeah. So... They went back to a few hours before this all got revealed. 
And there was just, let me say, an overall lack of formatting. Um, there just wasn't a lot going on. It had links to other games that were supposedly put out by them that just, the links went nowhere. It, it okay. said, it, like, there was, there was, like, a team header, and it's like, our team is a dedicated staff of ten people. Except Hassan Karaman is, like, the only one whose name we've ever heard. Like, nobody else. Like, there are no other names. And all sure. of the faces that, like, they have of, like, the team at Blue Box or whatever, they look a lot like Getty's images. Just okay. like stock photos. Sure. And under them is like a bunch of like dead links from 2015. Now, it's at this point, Raven, that I'm going to bring up the question that drives the curiosity of the entire internet at this juncture. Uh huh. That question is this. And I want you to ponder this to yourself as we continue. Why is PlayStation themselves promoting this game? Okay. Including a blog post. Including posting a trailer, a teaser, from the official YouTube page. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Why in the world are they promoting this game? So consider it pondered. The Wayback Machine kind of did its thing. And yeah, people have put it, together their own little timeline for how Blue Box Studios has been. Now, it's important to note the reason why people were so interested is because of the question that I just asked, Raven. That question being. Why is PlayStation promoting this game? Well, according to the internet, they saw this scary game, no-name studio, being promoted by PlayStation for seemingly no reason, and they thought, wait a second, hold on. This is Kojima. Oh, good God. Now, it's important to admit that there is precedence for this. Sure. Kojima secretly had PT developed and distributed. And also, who can forget the Game Awards when, quote-unquote, Moby Dick Studios was going to be releasing a brand new game called Metal Gear Solid that got its first... Uh, not called Metal Gear Solid, called The Phantom Pain. Yeah. That got teased for the first time at the Game Awards. Sure. Kojima has this history of setting up a no-name studio and just revealing himself to be the man behind the curtain. So, people are like, this is, and like, 
Hassan Karaman, if you throw Karaman in um, Google Translate, it translates to Hideo. Okay. <laughs> Which, um, the head of Moby Dick Studios, his first name was Joaquin which with that particular spelling was an anagram for Kojima. So I'm going to give the internet some credit here because they were at least barking up the right tree because all of this is stuff that Hideo Kojima has done before. Sure. Yeah. I can see where they're going with it. Yeah. But as the true story gets unraveled, it gets way weirder. Oh, God. Okay. So, in 2015, Blue Box Studios pops up for the first time. They announce a horror game called Rewind. Okay. They said they were going to have a playable teaser for this game, which they ended up delaying because of quote-unquote technical issues. They said it would have VR, then they canceled the VR part. Okay. The project was being funded on Kickstarter, then they canceled the Kickstarter, and said that they basically were getting funds from an angel investor. Then they said the game development is on halt, and they'll tell us when development continues. Later that year, they said they're working on a new project. Development has been resumed. That game was never released. We don't even know what it was called. That website was deleted. Okay. Late 2015, they announce an exclusive horror game to PC called The Lost Tape. And they said that they would stream gameplay soon. They said that The Lost Tape was a realization of everything that they were working in in Rewind, except that it was, um, they changed everything. It's the same, but uh, completely different. Completely. And they say stuff like this a number of other times in the coming years. But the Lost Tape did release in early access. Oh, cool. And it was the worst. Oh, God. Literally, you're moving around your character and they are stuck in T-pose at no there are no animations is this in third person then yeah it's almost like a um, security camera perspective oh okay so like resi- okay yeah weird Ugh. okay so that game never came out naturally 2007 17 rather They announced a new horror game called The Whisperer. It was coming out in June 2017. That never happened. 2018, they announced a multiplayer horror game called Unseen Faces. That never happened. 2019, they release a mobile app called Tales of the Six Swords. They stole anime character art and made it this app's icon. It is completely broken. They said an update is coming, so wait on the update. They removed it from the App Store. Okay. 
in 2020, they released a horrible horror game called The Haunting on Steam and Early Access. This one, to their credit, did feature such things as animations. Now, there is a gentleman on Steam. His name is Sneaky Warrior. And Sneaky Warrior is going to become very important because he is Hassan Karaman. Oh, good God. Why did you spoil that? Okay, go ahead. Because, Raven, I'm spoiling it, and it still gets more confusing. Oh, no. I need you to be as informed as possible. Okay. So, the game The Haunting received 100% negative reviews. Nice. That's where you want to be, 100%. They removed the option to buy. Good. And they said, a big update is coming very soon. Then they said, that didn't happen. A big update is happening, but it's going to happen later. Okay. They said, the first week of April 2021, we're going to, we're going to, man, we're going to update it. You know what happened the first week of April 2021? They announced a new horror game called Abandoned. Yeah. You know, Abandoned. The one that we've been talking about. Well, the people that, by the way, had already bought The Haunting were very upset. And so... This is day. This is, you know, the Hideo Kojima craze is already happening. And the Blue Box is leaning into it on Twitter. They're like, Abandon is not the real name of the game. The real name starts with an S and ends with an L. Violent Hill. Yeah. So they make the announcement that they have quit development on The Haunting and somebody from Create Q Interactive, the word create and then Q Interactive, said, we are excited to work on this game and finish up development for our friends over at Blue Box Studios. We're going to release it. And it's going to be amazing, and you guys are going to love it. P.S. Um, the people at Blue Box are real, very real human people that are human and are not Hideo Kojima. Mm, interesting. That has me totally not suspicious of anything. Yeah. This update was posted by... Sneaky Warrior, a.k.a. Hassan Kairman, who is the head of Blue Box Studios, but is speaking on behalf of CreateQ Interactive. Okay. So he's saying, we, CreateQ, are finishing it, and it's him. It's, it's him. Right. So people are not even convinced that he is a person. So naturally, I, I'm not convinced at this point either. I'm going to just be honest with you, chief. So he posts a video to Twitter. He plays his biggest card 
and he's like, I am a person. Okay. <laughs> and to this day, it still says that the studio, the studio has 10 people working for it. We are, it, it is August 19th. No other names have ever been dropped. Okay. But they start oh. promoting an app. Uh-huh. An app that is going to essentially real-time render the tra- the the trailers and the teasers in engine. And this is a gross oversimplification. And if you knew more then you would be able to explain it in better terms but more or less what I'm understanding is that they were like hey you're essentially downloading this app this app is a tiny version of the engine and then everything that we release is going to be like the assets and then it's going to render it in real time which is unnecessarily convoluted, first of all. But also is sort of reminiscent of PT. Because people forget PT was this amazing experience or whatever, but PT was a playable trailer. Yeah. Playable teaser, yeah. Yeah. So... They're like, it will be available like June 25th. Then they're like, it will be delayed indefinitely. But they can't play that game this time because PlayStation, the official PlayStation account. Now, keep in mind, let's go back to that question that I asked at the top of this. Why is PlayStation investing capital into promoting this game. Yeah. A studio that's been around for five years announced like eight projects and never released one. Yeah. There is something to this. Well, the app gets released, Raven. Yeah. It doesn't work. And it's like a big app, and yeah. it just doesn't work. Man. I about to say I heard it was like a sixty gigabyte download. Yeah, it's big. Oh, it's so big. they release this little like three second teaser, kind mm-hmm. of um, like it, almost as if the camera is at your waist, like pointing downwards and somebody walks by it Mm -hmm. right like you're seeing like mid thigh down on this person and they walk by and they're like guess what our first real time teaser will be available in three days or whenever it was I don't remember exactly but yeah it will be available x day yeah yeah And they start hyping it. And now people are getting pumped. Yeah. 
because course. after all this time, they're finally like, we're going to finally figure out what this is. So they hype it and they hype it and they're like three hours, two hours until it drops. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? People are like, yeah, man, we're ready. And it drops. The teaser itself is a five gigabyte download. An update Good to the God. app. That is a five gigabyte update. Oh, guacamole. So, everybody sits there and waits. Waits. And then they load it up and it's like, oh my God. The following that you're about to see is all rendered in real time. And there are a bunch of boxes on screen. There's like teaser... Um, official teaser, trailer one, trailer two, playable teaser one, playable teaser two, whatever. And everybody's like, all right, let's go. You click on it. Rating pending. Everything you were about to see is being rendered in real time. Content presented real time. And then it fades up from black and it is the same three-second video that they posted on Twitter three days before that. Shut up. No. No, way. 100%. So now the internet is P-I-S-S-E-D. Yeah. I'm mad. I haven't, I'm not even interested in the story, Okay. Okay. So the exact same, same frame thing. for frame video is uploaded. Okay. Yeah, except like now it's like the lossless version. Right. It, I it mean, has it's to be because more Twitter so. has a Twitter has a like twenty five megabit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that's your that is your cap. So go to six gigabytes. So es- which essentially what they did was they were like, yeah, we know that song is pretty cool, but you heard the MP3. Wait until you hear the wave. Yeah. Well, here's the other weird thing about this, too, right? So the original download was 60 gigabytes, and then this download was 6. There's other stuff in this application and in that file that people just don't know about. Right. Like, there... The 60 gigabyte thing was for a general like download to the system of like the textures and everything and how everything's going to look probably. And then the six gigabytes added some other shit to it that this, this was just like, this is basically for all intents and purposes, a character in a world and they're just moving right. Pre-render cutscenes are not that big. Right. Sorry. I'm just stupefied because there's something else going on and it's not this. So they're setting, they're setting something up. I just don't know what yet. Well, the in good theory. news is there's a gameplay trailer that they say is coming in a few months. Few months. Oh God. Tomorrow is within a few months. If you think about it. So yesterday, oh, no. IGN's Joe Scrubbles releases a pretty long interview with Hassan Karman. <laughs> okay. Got it. And I'm just going to read you some quotes. 
These oh, are God. all from Hassan. I 100% understand everyone. I completely agree with why they're raging. I'm not saying I don't understand them, but they're labeling us as scammers. That hurts. Sure. Um, of course, my response to that is it's been five years in like eight different projects. Um, right. You, you have gotten money from people multiple times. Yeah. And they never got their advertised product, which let, let's be, let's, let's uh, call it like it is them canceling the Kickstarter as opposed to like taking it to fruition and then delivering a bad product or not delivering at all. It's like pretty nice at least. Like they're like, yeah, let's just cancel it. Everything's nothing's going right. Yeah. Probably. So he goes on to basically say, listen, we're not scammers. Um, we just announce stuff. We we just kind of announce stuff before we know whether or not we can make it. What? Yeah. Hey, Casey. Yeah. Hey, I have this new project I'm starting. I'm making fully working automobiles exclusively out of pebbles. I can make you. I can get you one for a couple million dollars, but you got to give me the money first, and then I'll get back to you. Back to you whenever I make the pebble car. Karaman says his studio is no different to others. Start quote. No, 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 no. <laughs> Some of these games were actually put there in hope to create an audience, and when you see that there's no audience, you just cancel it out. Or if the game doesn't okay. work out, you just cancel it out. But it isn't that people bought something. It isn't that someone has spent money on it. It was just showcasing it. There's no audience. Okay. You cancel it. Okay, so he, he, I'm going to say something crazy. He he, he kind of be spitting, though. Uh, there there are many like people who have gone out there and cold launched something, and then it fails, and then they bring it back in, rebrand it, and launch it again in a couple of months. And yep. they just keep trying that until something happens. Uh, you don't do that in game development. <laughs> you It shows that you're wishy-washy and that you don't have confidence in your vision, which is exactly what this sounds like. For the past six years, they've just been wanting to make a horror game and are in it for people to play it and not to just make it for their for them to make it, you know? Um, God. Oh, my God. Blue Box's last release before Abandoned was The Haunting, a horror game inspired by Fatal Frame, and launched into early access last year. It too suffered due to a lack of experience around releasing a, g a game still in development. Carmen explains. It was released in early access in an alpha version, so it had a lot of placeholders and involved animations and character models. We've learned that if you're making a story game, a single player game, you shouldn't do an early access. <laughs> Casey, I'm I'm about to snap. I don't know if I can handle this anymore. Please take me off Hassan Karaman's crazy ride. Please tell me that this is nearing so, the end of the story. Joe's, this is yesterday. There can't be more. Asked him Please. about Create Q, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Create Q. It's my four friends." 
But that doesn't you... explain why all of the comments came from your Steam account. Yeah. So wait, Create Q was what? Sorry. His four friends. <laughs> He says, I started working on The Haunting, and I think most of the components that I used are still being used, but it's just that the concept has been changed from the ground up. I'm (laughs) frustrated. Oh my god. So now he says, as a make good, um... They are going to release The Haunting as a finished product Oh, for free. <laughs> so when? now you're releasing, Um, let's see here, uh, I believe in a few months. Okay, cool, that ominous few months again. Mm-hmm. Um, while you were talking earlier, I decided to look on Steam for The Haunting. It doesn't exist. Correct, correct. It, uh, it is currently not on Steam. There is something called The Hauntings, and I feel kind of bad. For them. Um, <laughs> for, for them, right, because they're going to get branded with this bad publicity. But their thing is kind of cool because it's like a one to four player co-op game where you're trying to, you know, that game that was released that was really popular, that horror game uh, that you like are basically Ghostbusters with your friends. I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, yeah, I'm having issues too. Uh, that game. It's basically it gave me that game vibes. I didn't look at it too much because it wasn't what I was looking for, so I closed out of it. Uh, fun fun fact on it though. Uh, so if you search the haunting, like without the G on the end, it shows up. But if you put the G, then that goes away because I assume that Steam's trying to get it off of there. Mm-hmm. So if people to search the haunting, they're not confused and think that this just game that's trying isn't actually this game that is not trying. Okay, so The Haunting is releasing in, quote, a couple of months. Yeah, a couple of months. Um, And then he goes on to say more stuff about how it's not his fault that he's terrible at marketing because he doesn't have any experience. I'm you know who does have experience in that stuff people that you can pay to do this and they, you can also pay people to I don't know go on to interviews for you because you're not doing too hot right now man he says uh, is the real time experience app going to be there yes definitely everything you see there in the menu that is going to be released People are waiting for content, and we're not going to abandon it. Here's where that quote comes back. I 100% understand everyone. I completely agree with why they're raging. I'm not saying I don't understand them. If I were a gamer... (laughs) What? No! No! (laughs) Uh, If I were a gamer, and someone else was doing exactly the same thing, I would be really hyped to see a real-time experience, and if that wasn't coming, I would be disappointed. For the record, Hassan, not what we're upset about. He says, but they're labeling us as scammers. That hurts. 
I still respect everyone, really, and I'm hoping to see them still looking out for Abandon, despite what they say. I do understand, and I have nothing against them, really. It only hurts. Okay. Hassan, I've been really harsh on you. Um, I, I've been kind of being mean about your games and how they haven't come out and how, you know, bad they've been. Uh, but I need to level with you real quick if you're out there listening to this. Don't admit that you don't use the products that you're selling. You, you said that you're not a gamer. Are you, like, a horror movie fan? Are you, like, what? <laughs> You can't come so out and bad. say that you don't play video games, dude. That's not the look that you're going for right now. You're just digging. I have never seen somebody so confidently dig themselves a deeper grave. Oh, yeah. And completely doesn't understand why anybody is calling them a scam. Just doesn't You get know, it. We're, we're not scammers. We're just, uh, this is our eighth game that we've tried releasing. We're marketing it as something that's never been done before, and we can't do it. Uh, we had this other game that people did buy. Um, we're not releasing it, but actually so we got some feedback, so we are going to release that in a couple of months. We're going to actually show off a little bit of gameplay for our horror game, you know, in like a couple of months. Yeah, and, and it's, um, it's going to be created by my friends who are me. Right. I don't play games, uh, but I am going to make this one. Um, You know, I'm not good at social media-ing, but, you know, I'm going to do this one uh, because, you know, I'm not good at it. Like, Like, it's... This is crazy. So this is now, Raven, lunacy. I'm going to ask you, and I'm just going to put this out there one last time. Okay. Why is PlayStation advertising this game? Why is PlayStation investing capital into this? This is definitely like a, uh, even if it isn't necessarily a, oh, what am I trying to say? Even if it isn't, it isn't uh, Kojima, and if it isn't Silent Hill, as mm. they've been on record to say, this definitely has to be some sort of like first-party PlayStation IP, right? PlayStation just bought this company out, and it's like, hey, you're I doing this thing? Cool, not. you're doing it for us now. But like, also, all of their demos previously have been for PC, so like... Do you think PlayStation just fucked up? I, Do you it, think they just goofed? Do you think they were been. like, oh, they, they got like approaches like, oh, this seems like a neat idea here. We can make a blog post about you and here's a little bit of money to keep going. I think they might have gotten duped. That's the only explanation I have. I will say this. If it is Hideo Kojima, his career has ended. I don't think so. I think people are going to be like, wow, that was crazy. Never do that again. I don't um, know, dude. There may be no coming back from this one if it is Kojima. Because here's the thing. Kojima does a lot of weird stuff, but he always delivers results. Yeah. So, like... This is only, like, a couple... Because, like, PlayStation first talked about this, what? Under two weeks ago, if I remember correctly? They first talked about this experience. April. Oh, they talked about it in April. Okay, they released the official teaser in April. Please do go on. <laughs> okay, never mind. I have nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to continue drinking my water, and uh, that's about it. 
Wow, 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 wow. Casey, I think I'm going to download this in the future whenever mm. whenever they have the announcement that they're going to have like the actual gameplay stuff going on. I think, yeah. I think I'm going to download it. I think mm. I think I'd be interested to see what what's going on with that. Um you know, I'm going to have to delete half of my library on my PlayStation, but at least I'll be able to see this. I I, I am now invested in whatever this train Oh my god, right? Like at first I was like, oh cool, people are upset about this, whatever. And then you started telling me the story and I'm like, there there has to be something else going on. There is something on a higher level currently happening with this and I need to see it to fruition. Mm-hmm. I don't like horror games. Mm-hmm. My idea of fun isn't peeing myself. But I this need might be to fun. know how this ends. This is a thriller for me. This isn't a horror game at this point. The game is secondary to whatever whatever is currently happening. Good God. Raven, tell the people where they can find us. I'm done. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Making Fun Pod. You can find Casey on Twitter and Instagram at Casey on Camera. You can find me on Twitter at Ravy Baby TV. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. I think yeah. your, I, I just saw your outro, bro. The, the, uh, you know, it is my outro. Um, goodbye.